Welcome to the Responsible Finance Podcast, the official podcast of the Responsible Finance and Investment Foundation. I am Blake Good, the CEO of the RFI Foundation, a global nonprofit organization working to build awareness, promote research, and encourage convergence in the responsible finance industry, including socially responsible investment, ESG, Islamic finance, and impact investment. The purpose of the Responsible Finance Podcast is to connect you to the leaders behind innovative approaches to creating positive social impact in responsible finance. This month, we have a special podcast featuring one of the RFI Foundation's members, CIMB Islamic Bank. At the same time as we're releasing this podcast, we also released a case study of CIMB's approach to responsible finance. This case study and this podcast episode will highlight how CIMB Islamic and CIMB Group have adopted responsible finance in a systematic way within their operations and strategy, while gaining wide stakeholder buy-in based on a fundamental business rationale for responsible finance. CIMB Islamic's work on responsible finance began in 2017 and overlaps the time during which the Central Bank in Malaysia, Bank Nagara Malaysia, was working with Islamic banks in the country to develop a value-based intermediation strategy. CIMB Islamic's work emerges from some of the same principles that motivated BBI, which were concisely summarized by Bank Negara Malaysia Governor Noor Shamsia at a conference in October 2018. She said, quote, It is increasingly clear that the economic prosperity in the long run cannot exist without social equity and environmental responsibility. With much at stake, the call to action for sustainable finance is one that the financial sector, perhaps more particularly Islamic finance, cannot afford to ignore. Governor Noor Shamsia's call to action came at an important transformation point for CIMB Islamic, as Rafi Hanif, CEO of CIMB Islamic, explains. Islamic banking was founded on the core principles that promote social justice through financial intermediation. And from the very beginning, Islamic banking has been focusing on reducing harm and maximizing benefit for the society. So if you look at the practices of Islamic banking, um, the industry has always avoided financing sectors which overall cause negative impact to the society. Within that perspective, we felt that it is a natural progression that Islamic finance should also embrace uh, broader considerations like impact to the environment and society in general. When we asked Ashraf Goma Ali, Director and Regional Head of Sharia Advisory and Governance at CIMB Islamic, to weigh in on sustainability from the perspective of an Islamic bank, he was clear. I think uh, sustainability is intrinsic in Sharia. He explained in more detail how sustainability fits within Sharia, where it can guide practices in Islamic banks, but also how it fits into efforts to support sustainable development more broadly. I think it fits very well. Basically, when you understand Sharia, the whole of Sharia can be summarized in one sentence, which really is maximizing benefit to individuals and society and minimizing harm. And that principle is actually not unique only to Islam, but it's shared by all major world religions as well as all legal systems. Look at the sustainability strategy of CIMB Group, UNEPFI, IFC, the UN SDGs. These represent the collective effort of the international community to determine what is harmful and how can we on the ground mitigate these things. And so it fits very well within the uh, Sharia framework. 
uh, maximizing benefit and minimizing harm. Coming from this perspective, Rafi Hani found an eager community of like-minded people working within CIMB Group, including Luan Cie, the head of group sustainability at CIMB Group, of which CIMB Islamic is a part. She explained, Actually, from the day he came, he started canvassing all the senior management, the board of directors. It took some time for that to gain traction, but I think one of the turning points was when he spoke about it in the what we call the annual management summit, the end of 2017, where he spoke about sustainable finance to the the top 300 leaders of the bank. And from there, there was a lot of interest. In fact, um, that is when I put my hand up to say, hey, this is something I really want to do. There was a broad push from across CIMB Islamic and CIMB group for the banking business to adopt a more intentional focus on sustainability. Hussam Sultan, Regional Head of Commercial and Transaction Banking Islamic at CIMB outlined how it went from an individual effort to become embedded in the bank. For us who may want to make that change happen is to um, try and make this institutional rather than just personal. So that would require, uh, while identifying the opportunities and, and uh, building business cases, for certain financing requirements or investments, there has to be an internal buy-in from the various stakeholders. Once an internal dialogue began at CIMB Islamic and spread throughout CIMB Group, it led to engagement across the ranks of management and the board. These dialogues identified several challenges about perceptions of responsible finance. Ravi Hanif explains. I think one of the biggest concerns the board or the management would have is um, any shift towards sustainable finance, how would it impact to the performance of the company as a whole? How would it impact, impact the return on capital? How would it impact uh, market valuation if the bank is a listed uh, entity? Not all stakeholders are resistant to the idea. Some are quite supportive of the process, and among CIMB shareholders, some have already begun proactive engagement with their investee companies, as Luanne C.A. explains. Of course, um, you know, the, the shareholders, especially the foreign shareholders, are actively encouraging us to do this. So many of them are already bought into the, the value of doing this. Um, some of the local investors, though, they know that this is going to be an important thing and they know that they should be looking at this, thinking about this, but everybody's kind of still looking at each other, trying to figure out what exactly it is they should be doing next. One of the biggest obstacles for shareholders to understand the benefits of responsible finance, according to Rafi Hanif, is that they haven't reviewed the performance of banks that have adopted this approach. It also matters how they undertake the process of integrating sustainability into their practice. So we had engaged with our board and had uh, given them uh, various reports that showed that the return on capital and market valuation uh, has improved once the firm has embarked uh, on sustainability as a strategic differentiator. So the key thing is if the firm you know, adopts it as a common practice um, just to meet the expectations of the regulators or other stakeholders, uh, we, we did not see much improvement in the return on capital. But if the firm adopts it as a strategic differentiator, that means it's able to get uh, customers 
who would choose the bank because of its uh, positive impact to people and planet. We have seen those firms have better traction with the customers and other stakeholders. Many of CIMB's shareholders are already engaged with responsible finance. One quarter of the bank's shareholders are international fund management companies who engage with their portfolio companies on environmental, social, and governance, ESG, issues. Many of these investors are signatories to the UN-supported Principles for Responsible Investment, PRI, who have committed to integrate ESG into their investment decisions. Among the PRI signatories who are shareholders of CIMB are Kazana, which joined in 2017 and owns about one quarter of the bank. Engagement by shareholders with an interest in ESG from an investment performance angle are important to generate more interest from other investors. Throughout CIMB's process of engaging internally and externally has been a recognition that sustainability and adopting responsible finance practices is a journey. Each bank and their stakeholders will be at a different point on that journey at any point in time. CIMB's journey through to adoption of sustainability policies and integrating sustainability into the business as a strategic priority has been a two-year process. Ravi Hanif explains. So today, if you look at our five-year plan beginning from 2019, Sustainability has been identified as a key pillar uh, for the growth of CIMB Group. And we have set up a sustainability unit. We have a sustainability council that looks at the progress of the shift from traditional banking towards sustainable banking. And what started as a, a drive from CIMB Islamic as part of the value-based intermediation that was uh, again launched by the central bank in Malaysia, Bank Negara Malaysia, in 2017, had gained a broader acceptance within the CIMB group. When CIMB started setting targets and baselines, they recognized some of the challenges that come with taking a seemingly simple concept like responsible finance and translating it into practice on a day-to-day -day level. Sustainability touches on so many parts of the business, which Luan C.A. explains using CIMB's sustainable finance roadmap as an example. So this is this is actually something we, we struggled with quite a bit because all the stuff that we're doing is actually really, really, really diverse. So just to walk you through our five, uh, the five pillars of our roadmap, um, the first is sustainable action. So that is really looking at our own internal activities at our own carbon footprint, but also things like our hiring practices. So that is what we call sustainable action. So this is stuff that we, we do on our own. The second pillar is sustainable business. So this is through three customer segments. So the first being the, the retail. So this is the, 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 the everyday man on the street. So how, how do we make them aware? How do we make them more financially literate and then there's another segment which is small businesses and startups so how do we help these well a lot of these poor people to break out of that cycle of poverty when they don't have any education they don't have credit track record they don't have seed money to start up their own business how do we do that and then the third bucket is in the more established businesses so looking at um, funding of renewable energy uh, projects looking at green bonds and things like that so that's on the sustainable business, and that is really going to be the, 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 the biggest um, driver. And that we are actually doing in collaboration with Islamic banking. 
Um, the third bucket is CSR. So that's our traditional philanthropy work. Um, we are, uh, that's, been, that's well established, but what we're doing there is that we are reviewing the strategy given our alignment to SDGs, given our five-year roadmap and our material issues. And we're also reviewing it, uh, reviewing the kind of assessment criteria of how we admit a project and how we allocate funds. And also we are going to, uh, we're working right now on uh, putting together an impact measurement framework because that wasn't um, um, really in place. And then um, cutting across, we've got another stream called governance and risk. So how do we um, ensure everyone's on board? How do we ensure the processes and policies are in place? How do we ensure all, empl all employees walk the talk? Um, and then the final bucket is the whole advocacy, training, capability building, getting people aware, working with all parties. So those are our five um, buckets of things. Now, but as you can see, each of these five buckets have so many super diverse elements. CIMB is working to translate its sustainability framework into a core part of its own practice, including in its product development as Rafi Hanif explained. So if you look at internally, given that sustainable finance is a key strategic differentiator and is part of our five-year plan, each of the businesses are now working on clear targets, uh, yearly targets on shifting the portfolio towards a sustainable uh, banking portfolio. So for example, on the consumer front um, in 2018, we had launched two financing products that would uh, focus on sustainability. So, for example, we have launched a, a home financing product that will focus on green buildings, green homes. So the customers will get a, a, a savings or discount on the rate of financing if the underlying uh, property is a green property or green certified property. The same would go for car financing. Uh, if they buy a car which is uh, environmentally friendly, a hybrid car, they would get a discount on the rate of financing. CIMB has designed its strategy to encourage change within its own actions, as well as by its customers. This creates a link between the bank's strategy and national and global objectives aligned to the Sustainable Development Goals and the Paris Agreement. Hussein Sultan explains using an example related to climate change. Recently, the government here in Malaysia also announced that they want to build uh, renewable energy generation capacity to 20% from the current 2% in the next 10 years or so, that's a very aggressive target which will require uh, a lot of investments, financings, and also engagement with, with many other sectors, whether it's the government departments, whether it's corporates, international players, technology firms. So there is a huge opportunity for financial institutions to make this a reality, to take this shift towards um, low carbon economy happen while at the same time maintain economic growth. Um, so I think if I was to, to just focus on one sector, it would be the wave of low carbon economy shift, which includes also, you know, waste management. It includes also green buildings, includes water treatment, engagement with local communities, whether it's on, on the CSR, whether it's on the microfinancing, whether it's on the SME, large corporates. So there is a lot of opportunities there to make that change happen. Hussam Sultan continued by explaining 
the challenge of coordinating a lot of different activities that contribute to the fight against climate change and support the transition to a low carbon economy. One area that, that banks and financial institutions could focus on and work towards developing is, is a framework through which when they roll a new product, they, they have a mechanism in place to measure the impact of that product. When it comes to designing a framework, a bank has to combine bigger goals like the sustainable development goal with the specific business relevant factors for each financial institution. CIMB approached the process at the group level, as Luanne Cia explained. So um, we actually went through a, a pretty long um, drawn out process to um, establish materialities. First of all, um, the, we identified uh, a number of key stakeholder groups according to their influence, dependence, and impact on, um, on us and vice versa. Based on those key stakeholder groups, um, depending on who they were, we did a whole slew of things from surveys to focus groups to one-on-one -on -one interviews to you know, um, speaking to them at conferences and meetings. And based on their inputs, we had a first cut of material issues. Now, but that is what people said was important to them. The next thing we looked at was then our um, client portfolio, because we're very aware that um, our main impact actually comes from what our clients do. So we, we dug into our client portfolio and identified which were the key sensitive environmental and social risk sectors. And based on that, for each of those key sectors, we figured out which were the key material topics relevant to those sectors. And based on the weights and all of that, we then built that in to layer over our um, initial materiality um, from what the, the stakeholders said. And then using that aligned to the SDGs. But when we looked at our portfolio, we didn't just look at okay, what were the material topics, but also how much are we able to influence our clients in these particular topics? So it was quite a complicated process, but I think, I think we, we got somewhere. Importantly, to connect policies with impact, CIMB doesn't just measure its impact internally, it has built the evaluation into its financing process. Luann CA explains. So for all those business relations that I mentioned earlier, we are actually, as we speak, working with these guys to embed what we call a basic sustainability due diligence checklist into the um, onboarding process of client, supplier, everybody, all the business relations. And these are going to be embedded in their approved procedures and in some case policy as well. It is embedded, so, so it is just going to be the way they do things. And if um, an area of high risk is flagged through that basic sustainability due diligence, then it will get escalated to my team for what we call enhanced sustainability due diligence, where we will do further investigation and probes. As CIMB continues upon the journey towards becoming a more sustainable bank over the next five years, I asked Luanne Cia what she saw as a key for success at CIMB and how other banks could benefit from their example. What we had was a pretty repeatable formula. 
right? So first thing, we had a, a senior leader who was vocal, who was passionate, and able to garner interest at the top levels and and keep talking about it and just tell people, tell people, tell people. And secondly, we had this regulatory push from the Islamic side where Bank Negara Malaysia, the the Malaysian Central Bank, they were pushing um, value-based intermediation. So that made the rest of the Islamic banks in the country sit up and, and actually be forced to do something or respond somehow. Then with that interest and with that the regulatory push as a foundation, then he got uh, people from group strategy or group CEO's office, um, i.e. happened to be myself, to actually come in and operationalize the thing and actually build the policy, start the department, get the budgets, put everything in place. So you need somebody to then come in and execute at at kind of like the working level. So I think that was actually a really good um, combination to have. Um, Of course, even that that momentum needs to build and it needs to build. So it's not really just by chance, but it's actually persistence and getting somebody in who can then take that next thing and make it happen on the ground. So you need a charismatic person to drive it the top leadership level, then you need a, a working person to come and actually make it happen. So I think it's a, it's a combination of those two things. W- without each other and without the regulatory push, I don't think it would have happened. In order to spur widespread adoption of responsible finance, there has to be examples of how do you create leadership within a bank to take action, and then how one bank's action can translate into leadership for the industry as a whole. Hussam Sultan comments. And a classic example here that the IMB is leading in, the, in, in Malaysia and in the region because there was a leader internally and a champion internally that gathered and, and built that network of champions within the organization. And now that will be replicated. They will have a champion organization and you have a number of champion banks in the region. And, and, and that's how this will be built and the change will, will take place. Summarizing the changes needed within each bank Rafi Hanif explains. What we learned is that this journey, you know, it's, it's all about engagement. In the beginning, obviously, they would be, the, the stakeholders would be cautious because this is something new. I think the most important thing is to take, a, you know, a, near, a, a medium-term approach. It may take a year or two uh, to get the various stakeholders to be on board and uh, engaging with third parties, particularly those who have embarked on this. So overall, it is a win-win situation for the bank, uh, for the customers, and to uh, the people and planet as a whole. So we have seen this journey at CIMB Islamic uh, creating a positive um, impact to the market. Uh, We are seeing other banks uh, also looking at this journey, and we hope we can share our experience with, with the rest of the world so that uh, we can all be together in this journey towards making this world uh, a more sustainable place to live. Thanks again for listening to the Responsible Finance Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. If you want to stay updated about RFI's work, you can find the link to subscribe to our newsletter on our Twitter feed, at RFI Foundation. You can also follow me, at Sharing Risk. If you have suggestions for future guests and future podcast episodes, please drop us an email at info 
at rfi-foundation.org or tweet it to us at RFI Foundation. Hope you'll join us for our next podcast.